of high life. There's like a deep like pit in my soul that can only be filled with that specific shitty beer. Taste of that beer, it's the fucking worst. Oh, I think it tastes like pennies, but I kind of dig it. Like the metallic fucking just effervescence that it has. I'm just, I'm totally on board. More fucking power too. I will not be drinking high life. You can have all of them. Well, don't you have a shitty beer that reminds you of your youth? PBR, but that's not true. The only thing that you see, here's the thing. If you don't let other people ruin things for you, then they're not ruined. No, the price of like skyrocket in comparison to when I was buying it. Oh my God. Okay. That's fair. Like when I first started drinking, when I would be like, okay, uh, human being that's, uh, over 21, you're 21 years or older. Also, uh, kids, uh, don't drink until you're of age. But <laughs> <laughs> if you like when I was a degenerate as a, as a youth, I would be like, oh, a person, go get me beer. And I'd hand them like a 20. And they'd be like, what do you want me to get with this? I'm like, whatever is of around that price range. And nine times out of 10, they'd bring back either Paps Blue Ribbon or like Keystone Light. Key Light. That oh, my God. Brings back some apologies. The power of Keystone Light. What we used to do is because Keystone was dirt cheap. And then uh, Vlad, Vladimir Vodka. Yeah. We used touch to touch that shit. What we used to do is we used to make a nice little cocktail uh, that we would face at the beginning of the night. Um, well, what we would do is we would open up a Pabst Blue Ribbon or a Keystone Ice. Nine times out of ten would be actually probably a Keystone Ice or a Keystone Light. Keystone Ice is when we were feeling frisky. <laughs> but it would be a Keystone Light, and you'd drink about like an ounce or so out of it, and then you'd top it off with a shot of Vlad, and then you would just neck that. See, that sounds gross. What we used to do... <laughs> no, it was gross. It was called a Vladimir. We took a case of Natty or two cases, of, uh, one case of Natty to one bottle of Vlad, pour it in like a, like a thing that has a spout. Sure. Mix it up and then you put the juice concentrates. Yeah. Like uh, the, big, yes, the best jungle was, juice. That's not jungle juice. Jungle juice has great. I mean, that's, that's yeah. dodo juice. It's the poor man's jungle juice. Yeah, I guess so. But you put in like two packets of like the big packet, strawberry lemonade. Yes. And it was actually fucking really good. Oh, yeah. That stuff will get you in trouble because that because the juice concentrate shit is like just sugar and flavoring. So it just cancels out the disgusting of everything else in it. Yep. And like it's so diluted that you can't actually taste the, the liquor. And then the beer has no flavor. So all you could taste is the fucking juice concentrate. Yeah, that's a recipe for a fucking mistake there, bud. Yeah, you're just straight booze, but it tastes like you're drinking a mixture. Yes. Um, I, I can probably count on one hand how many times I've drank that and remembered what I, what was going on. Um, and I've definitely in like the double, possibly triple digits have drank that. So <laughs> yeah, it's super cheap to make is the big thing. Let me reiterate kids out there. Do not <laughs> binge drink. Do not drink before you are the age of 21, or if you're in another country, probably 18, because America sucks. Don't do the things that we did. Oh, God, the good old days. Please do, because we are the epitome of bad decisions. Degeneracy. What is up, you scrappy-doo impersonators? Welcome back to another episode of the Fetch and Shock podcast. I am your host, Scooby-Doo himself, Tyler. And joining me, as always, is Shaggy, my loyal companion, <laughs> Matt. Matt, what is going on, man? Nothing, my man. I'm traveling the world. Yeah, you're a real globetrotter. You know, moving around, 
This is okay. So you are in Maine right now, correct? Correct, Lindo. Portland, Maine. By the time this comes out, I will probably yes in the lovely city of Rochester. Rochester. But for now, you are in Portland, Maine. Arguably the second best Portland in America. Probably the only second Portland. There's probably probably not true. There's probably another Portland. I'm saying there's probably like a Portland fucking like North Dakota or something that has like a population of like 14 people. Yeah, probably. If you were from Portland, North Dakota, <laughs> but shoot us a fucking text message or a, a yeah. DM on Twitter. <laughs> Let us know. If you know of another Portland in the world that could possibly compete with the second best Portland in America. <laughs> yeah, if you want to take the title. Yeah, I mean, honestly, at this point, I'm going to give it to you because like, I know literally nothing about Portland, Maine, except for I'm assuming that it smells like fish and... There is probably an abundance of lobster. Doesn't smell like fish. It doesn't. Fucking lobster everywhere. Lobsters? Huh. I feel like everybody, every place in Maine would just perpetually smell like like the ocean, but not like the ocean in a good way. Like the ocean in like a we are harvesting this for its resources. Yeah, it doesn't. It's actually a lot more rural. Oh, it's like it's like a podunk area. Yeah, there's a lot of fucking cabins. Huh. Well, show us how much I know about Portland, Maine. Fucking nothing. If you were from Maine, also, not not if you're just from away Portland, but if you were from Maine, uh, how, I'm, I'm interested to learn about your state. Because I know, I just realized right now, I know actual nothing about that state. Yeah, jack shit, apparently. Well, it's, I mean, it's essentially Canada, right? Pretty much. Um, Canada is above you, kind of to your west. Yeah. So, like, if we... On your east is just fucking water. If we sold uh, Maine and just made it like part of like like PEI, like Prince Edward Isle, because like those are pretty simple. Those are like close, right? Yeah. If we just sold Maine and made it part of PEI and just like went down to 49 states or like got someplace else and we're just like, well, we want to kind of stay at around 50 states. Uh, We don't want to go to 51. What's the state we can get rid of? Probably Maine. It's fine. It's essentially Canada. Or like, just let Rhode Island by another. Um, but like I Rhode, feel like Rhode Island's no, but Rhode Island has a lot to offer. What does Rhode Island have to offer? Rhode Island, first of all, there's two things that Rhode Island has to offer, at least in my mind. Uh, one, you do not ever speak ill of the state that Ryan Pancoast is from. Ever get a better state. Ryan Pancoast is the single greatest artist in Magic: The Gathering. So if he produces art from Rhode Island, there's got to be something in the water. And also friends of the podcast, the Mythic Legendaries podcast, they're from Rhode Island. Or at least one of them is from uh, Rhode Island. No, I think they're both from Rhode Island. Yeah, sure. You know, they're both from Rhode Island because they do it live. Yes, that's a fact. They're both from Rhode Island. So, like, there's two good things that are coming from Rhode Island. All right, boys, move to a better state. I mean... Or prepare to get absorbed by a different state. (laughs) I'm in favor of getting rid of... Maine before Rhode Island. The, the fucking fetch and shock geography. <laughs> I I may know less about geography than every other human being on the planet. Like, I'm pretty sure there's newborns that know more about geography than I do. I just do not give a single solitary fuck about the world and, like, how it's constructed. I know, like, places exist and, and different, there's borders and stuff, but, like, mm, we're just going on just basic regions. Yeah, I'm not very good. I know there's any better. I know there's an East Coast, and there's a West Coast, and then there's also states in the middle of America. Um, also, there's islands, and those are Hawaii, and also somewhere up in 
Canada, there's also a state, and that's Alaska. Um, and then Canada exists, and it has not states, but provinces. And they're like states, but bigger. And then Mexico so a bunch exists. Of oversized Texas. Yeah, big old, big old boys is what the provinces are. Well, we met a, we met a Canadian last weekend. <laughs> yeah, we did. And he taught us a lot about his culture and about <laughs> the things that, that occur in Canada. The fucking Great White North. The fucking Great White North with their Canadian money. That was such an insane evening. Like, even the parts that we recorded were nuts. But even outside, outside of that, it was a fucking wild night. Definitely very fun. Got yeah, so wild, if people quick. are... If you're listening to this right now and you haven't heard the end, like the last like probably five to seven minutes of our last episode, go back and listen to that. And if you have listened to it already, go back and listen to it because holy shit, that was wild. Well, I guess (laughs) very good and very surprising. Yeah, there was a M. Night Shyamalan twist at the end of our last episode (laughs) came out of the fucking blue way to put it. Yeah, M. Night Shyamalan twist. The Shyamalanian. Well, we're working back because we were in Pittsburgh. Uh, we were in Pittsburgh for Eternal Weekend, and we're kind—we're of, both kind of recovering from our uh, our Eternal Weekend hangovers at this point. Uh, wouldn't call it a hangover. It actually. Oh, nice. Well, I was like coming home on that Sunday night. First of all, came home on Sunday night. Um, actually, I went to the old lady's house on Sunday night and watched the Baltimore. Uh, New England game, which Baltimore won, which I'm very excited about. Um, lost my voice watching that because I was screaming and yelling because uh, fuck Tom Brady and uh, let's go Lamar Jackson and let's go Baltimore because Baltimore Ravens is the best team ever. Um, but I, like, I lost my voice during that and then went to bed and then woke up and then had to like live my life that day. And like the whole time, I'm just like, oh, my God, what a long weekend. Like, I felt like I was literally just, I was just dragging my ass on the ground. Like, you know, when a dog comes in from outside and he's like rubbing his ass on the carpet, that's what I felt like. But like the entire day, just your whole body. Yeah. My whole entire body was a dog's ass rubbing on the carpet. <laughs> a fair way to put it. Listen, I'm the, uh, as far as a master of things, I am the master of analogies, metaphors, and transitions. Mm. And you know what else I'm the master of? I don't know. I'm the master of plugs. Speaking of oh. plugs, what do you know about FlipsideGaming.com? Absolutely nothing. That's not Please true. You me. know a lot about Flipside because uh, it is the single best source on the whole entire planet in regards to Magic of the Gathering sealed product, Magic of the Gathering singles, Magic of the Gathering supplies. And if you need any of that, like I'm sure you probably need sleeves for drafting or you need that that one last card to finish out that commander deck that you've been building or they sell Dyson. Hell yeah. You yeah, better bet they do. Yeah. Yeah. Go get like, tar- like if you have Tarmogoyfs and you need to keep track of what the power and toughness is of them, they have those. Or maybe you just like, you know, just go buy a box and go do like a draft with your friends. That's always fun. Yeah, um, people. Yeah. Go do that. But if you want to do that, which you should, you can get 10% off your order. Yeah. An entire 10%. It's unbelievable, right? All you have to do is at checkout, use code FETCH, and you immediately get that 10%. You literally, you don't have to do anything else. You have to type five letters. That's it. Something that you would normally be doing, buying card, card accessory, throw fucking some extra letters in there. Yeah, all you have to do is type five letters and do something that you've already been doing, and you immediately get 10% off that. Like, we're giving you money at this point. 
You're welcome. You friggin' idiots. Yeah. So thank you to Flipside Gaming, and you're welcome to our listener. This is symbiotic. We're all just feeding off each other. <laughs> but back to that smooth transition. <laughs> ELE. Everybody love everybody. Oh my god, I love Name this new movie. positive Matt. Name that movie. Is that um fucking uh, the Love Guru? No. Fuck. I know that movie has a bunch of fucking dumb acronyms in it. I can't remember. We're gonna play a little at the start of our fucking episode. Oh jeez. I mean, this is like I said, this is the middle at this point. But I'm also stumped. I will give you one of the people in it, and that is Will Ferrell. Oh, I mean, Will Ferrell's only been in 100,000 movies. They play basketball. Oh, is it fucking uh, semi-pro? It is semi-pro. Yeah, that movie's really good. I knew I knew I knew it. Like, I knew I heard it from somewhere. But also, you giving me the hint of Will Ferrell is, is again, like, bringing it down to a list of only, like, 50 some thousand yeah yeah like that guy has been in fucking every what if i just been like elf is it elf that movie that movie the upcoming semi-pro or elf no elf oh my god it, it, right around like mid-november elf takes over cable television good yeah, thing like i do not have before, fucking cable yeah it really is on every fucking all the time like i'm not saying anything against the movie elf it's just like i don't want to watch it more than once every like three years I will watch it there, probably like... See, I'm just not that into it. It's like the Christmas Carol, bro. You have to watch it. I don't have to do anything. I'm not going to conform to your your social parameters of having to watch Elf every year. <laughs> All right, Kev, then calm down. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, I actually had somebody tell me, they listened... I mean, when they listened to the podcast, they texted me and they said, Hey, Kevin, when he talks about magic, he literally sounds like he's going through like mathematic computations yeah that's how his fuck that's what i'm saying like kevin is almost is probably in the top three three smartest people i've ever met my entire life and it's just it's like insane to me that that's just that's him uh he's actually probably the smartest person i've ever met like actual intelligence wise yeah he's dumb smart like he has all of this fucking intellect and he's just like you know i'm just gonna live my life yeah that's what he wants to do so more power to yeah, hell yeah. Fucking, but just imagine, Fucking, like, he's if, just a happy dude. if Kevin was, like, not the person that he is, and if he was just, like, somebody who, like, was born and wanted to be, like, a millionaire, he would be a millionaire Easily. at this point. Yeah. It's not close. You hit the money on, or right on the fucking head there. I hit the money on the head, bud. Yeah, that didn't. <laughs> Words are hard. Stuff. I get it. Well, you know what's going to fucking rally up, bud? Talking about some Magic the Gathering cards. It might. Yeah, so, I mean, the only things that I really have have, have really sparked my interest this, this coming week, or this past week, um, was today. Like, both of the things that happened today in Magic got me really fired up, and for two completely opposite reasons. One got me super stoked and just really excited and wanting to buy cards and wanting to see what's going on, and the other one uh, ground my fucking nose in the dirt. So let's talk about the happy one first. Uh, so these, uh, the mystery boosters, um, we talked about them a couple weeks ago. Um, but yeah, they're these mystery boosters that they, the first time that they were released were actually today at uh, Magic Fest Richmond. So they're these boosters that nobody knew anything about. They just knew that they existed. And the first time you were going to get to see them was a sealed event that occurred today. Everybody sat down today and got to do that that mystery event and it turns out 
these boosters are basically, I mean, the closest thing I could kind of place them to is their own concealed like chaos packs in in a chaos format. So the boosters are comprised of uh, two uncommons or commons of each color, one multicolor card, one artifact or land card, um, one card with an old border, and then one rare from uh, M15 forward. So that could be like a master set that came out after M15. So like Modern Masters 15 or Modern Masters 17 or Modern Horizons or any of the actual standard printed sets from that point forward. And a play test card. And that's the thing that makes me very, very excited about this set. That is for sure the coolest part of it all. Oh, without a doubt. And the fact that they... That Wizards did such a good job with with the fact that we've had so many spoilers for sets before, or not even spoilers, leaks for previous sets where we knew like the rares for a set or we knew something was coming out. I mean, even to the extent of uh, the new Theros set that's coming out later next year or early next year. Like we knew we know some of the cards. I haven't looked at them because I refuse to look at leaks, but there are people out there that know the cards from know some cards from the next Theros set. And I hate that. So when something comes out that is a hundred percent, nobody knows anything about, and we get to learn about it in this really cool organic way that gets me super fucking fired up. And when we learn about that new thing and that new thing is super cool, that even gets me more fired up and they have these fucking playtest cards in it. So we get to see cards that, Wizards has designed, but have either been too powerful or did not fit correctly in the scheme of the set to actually make it into the paper printing of the set. We get to see those designs and we get to actually play with those cards. Yeah, that is fun spoiling those. Yes. That's bonkers. Holy shit. Is that cool? Fuck, man. I definitely, mean, even, definitely. I am like unrealistic. They did, did fucking miss on a couple that would have been way too powerful. Oh my God. There's some of these spoiler cards that are, or some of these uh, playtest cards that are absolutely bonkers. I mean, some of them are just like, eh, like, sure, this could have made in set, but I understand why it didn't. Um, but some of them are, oh boy, are they sick. And I think that's the real talking point of this release is these playtest cards. First of all, I think they did that because they're like, look, fuck face. Oko's not too full. Look what we could have done. Sure. I, mean, I actually didn't think of that. That's actually a really good point. Um, I that, don't think that's what they did, but, but it also is like the, the peel back the curtain to see what's going on behind the scenes kind of thing where yeah. these were cards that they were thinking about. And for whatever reason, they didn't make it. We get to see that process instead of just hearing about it and knowing that it exists in like this fantasy world where we actually don't get to interact with it. Now we actually get to see the products of that. And some of these cards, like you said, are absolutely bonker, but I love it yeah, for sure. Some of them are my favorite one, one black. Yes. One black. You lose the game at sorcery speed. I believe so. I think I, yeah, I remember seeing that. I don't have it up on my screen right now, but I, do you remember seeing that card? There has to be ways to quote unquote fling that. I saw that. I was like, does I was like, oh, that's why they didn't print that because misdirection. Like, oh, that target. No, it doesn't target. But there, there's like commandeer, or there's like got to be something that says if you would lose the game, you like you do something else instead. Like, I don't know. Yeah, you right, but dog. There would definitely be something to abuse that. That is super sick. There's one that I saw, um, that I 
was absolutely losing my mind for because I wish this was a mechanic in Magic that I think would be, for one, super broken and way too good, but something that the fact that they were toying around with it really gives me faith. One, faith in Wizards that they are actually trying cool shit, and two, faith that, okay, there are some busted things that they're not willing to do. And the card is actually, it's called uh, Generated Horizons. It is a an enchantment for two and two green, so four mana, and it is an enchantment, and it says, at the beginning of your upkeep, create a forest land token. Yeah, it's on the bunker. Whoa. Token. Token Holy doublers. Holy shit. Or... Like, proliferate? Or, like, doubling season? Yeah. That shit would wow. get bunkers quick. But, like, that One is the... so cool. The fact that they're think- considering making, like, land token. That is such a cool design space that we've never seen before. That'd be so sick. Actually, my favorite one, I think, they called it Wasteland. And it was like, sacrifice something, destroy target, and then that, or destroy a land, destroy target, or a land, or something. I forget how it was. But then that person gets to put a waste into play. Like Oh, yeah, I did see that. It was basically a very calm down of... Of actual waste. Yeah. It was honestly like somewhere in between Wasteland and like Field of Ruin. Uh, something like that, yeah, but they didn't get, like, a actual land. No, they, they had to put it in a, from their hand. Yeah, they only got a fucking token. I guess it would be closer to, like, uh, like, uh, uh, like, Ghost Quarter. Yes. It's similar like to, that. like, a Ghost Quarter effect. Yeah, where they just get, like, a fucking, or waste token. Yes. Which doesn't really stop, like, their mana production, but it just cuts them from colors, which stops greedy mana bases, and I even think so. It was on basically, from what I remember. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a shitty wasteland, which honestly might just be better than modern, or better for like modern and format and field of yeah, field of ruin. You might be right. Ridiculous and controlled it. Yeah, for sure it is. And the fact that you only get like a colorless land, that is something that is like you. Your goal with that is honestly a lot of the time just taking them off of like their Basuba or taking them off of their other land that does something important or like their utility land or taking them off of a specific color where they get that, that waste instead, which has no colorless or no color associated with it. That's an important ability. Yeah. Um, there were a couple other ones that I saw that were pretty wild. Um, I believe Justin Parnell opened up his sealed pool and one of the cards was smelt herd saw. So it is a three-part modal spell, but the spell, the first spell was Smelt, and it was an instant speed spell. And it also had other spells tacked onto it, kind of like the adventure mechanic. So Smelt was an instant speed spell, but it had Herd attached to it, which was five and a green. Well, first of all, Smelt was one red destroy target artifact, and that's at instant speed. But at sorcery speed, you could cast Herd, which is five and a green, and at sorcery speed, you could create three 2-2 elk creatures. And it also had saw for one in a black at sorcery speed. You could destroy target creature and its controller created two, uh, one, two red calf creature tokens. Oh, one, two, half. Yeah, H. Half is what it is. Yep, yeah. I think that that is really cool design. Like the like, and they're trying new things. Yeah, and the, the, I'm sure they're like, "Hey, so it's fundamentally broken." I know there was there was another one that we were talking about. Speaking of fundamentally broken, uh, 
unicycle. <laughs> oh, yeah, that thing would have been bananas. We talked about this even before we even started recording for the night. Like, you just called me uh, after I had texted you about this, and I said, holy shit, this is happening. Go check this out on the internet. Like, go look. And then you called me and you said, whoa, just looked at this stuff. Uh, unicycle is fucking busted. Yeah, just fucking bonkers. So was it two mana, two colorless mana, first strike, crew for one? Yes, it is. an. So unicycle is a and, two mana. And equipped. So it's an yes. equipment vehicle. It is an equipment vehicle that either you crew for one or you can equip for one. And it is a three one first strike haste and it would give the creature that it's equipped to plus three plus one first strike haste i would assume yeah i believe so. yes Which i mean that, that makes sense to me if it just gave the creature if it was just like two mana equipped creature gets first strike haste and then didn't give the three one buff that would be kind of suspect and i don't think that would be very good but in the way that we're kind of interpreting it a it is a it is a <laughs> equipment vehicle that if you equip it, it gives the plus three, plus one, and first strike, and haste. Which, in the the context that I feel like this card was designed, which would have been Kaladesh, that would have made this card absolutely fucking over-the-top disgusting good. Yeah, you just win creature combat. Yeah, plus and that's kind of the cool strike. little... I said plus three, first strike, cool. basically going to be winning combat. Yeah, like, how can you lose with that? You only, like, you have to kill that creature that's attached to because there's no way you're beating it in combat and off of having haste is also a little bit banana and equipping for one for sure i think equipping vehicling it's there's no difference if you're giving the creature haste well i think there is a difference though well there's obvious negligible you're just tapping the creature to crew that up you moving into combat sure i mean maybe that stuff but maybe in the context of like this unicycle thing maybe not but in like the world where the cre- like the equipment the vehicle has flying, that is a different thing. Because if it, if the equipment slash vehicle gave the creature that you're equipping flying, that's huge. Because I can think of times in that format where I just needed to get in with smuggler's copter to draw my card, so I'm equipping with something with like four toughness. So I'm like over over not equipping, uh, crewing. I'm like over accruing to get this thing in the air where if I could just equip that and then just swing with the total power instead of the equip power, that would have been huge difference. Yeah. Very big. And like with that conversation, that's actually a kind of, that was my next point that this is a cool sub game that we get to play with these cards where in what world, in what format were they designing these cards? Because all of these cards have been designed for some set in magic's history. Um, for at least as long as they've kept them around. So, like, obviously this unicycle one that we just talked about, that had to have been a card designed in, like, the Kaladesh set, or the Kaladesh block, because that's the one with the vehicles and stuff. So you can look at these cards and think about, oh, well, this was had to have been designed for this set because it has this ability, or it has, like, these color requirements, because there's one, like, that's, like, bolus-surrounded, um, let me find it, because the card is actually super sick. Um, the one that's choose one at random? Yes, that's the one. I'll be able to find it easy, because I know Hobbs tweeted it out. Okay, so the, yeah, the card in in question is uh, Seek Bolus's Council, which is a sorcery for 
uh, Grixis, so one blue, one black, one red. And it's a sorcery that says choose one at random. Uh, the first one is you get an emblem with, at the beginning of your upkeep, uh, pay a blue, a black, a red. If you don't, you lose the game. Uh, the next one is each player discards their hand. The next one is Planeswalker, Planeswalk to Pool of Becoming, which is pretty much only pertaining to the Planes Chase style of magic, which is super sick, but something that I'm not willing to get into right now because it's super complex. Uh, the next one is for each opponent, exile cards from the top of their library until they exile a non-land card. You may cast those cards without paying their mana cost, which is nuts. Uh, yeah, there's more. Yeah, there's fucking... Uh, of course there's more because this card is nuts. Um, the next one is destroy all creatures and non-bolus planeswalkers. And the last one is you get an emblem with you can cast non-land cards from your sideboard. <laughs> what? Like, this card is absolutely fucking... Fucking wild. Out of control. But, like, this card would have had to have been from either, a, like, an Amiket where Bolas was a theme, or, like, uh, the, what's the one, uh, the Planeswalker one. I'm just, I'm drawing a blank right now. War of the Spark. We got there. Oh, okay, I got you. I yeah, like, where, where Bolas was a thing. Because yeah, they couldn't have thrown it in, like, the, the middle of Ixalan. set is what I was, th- I got you I mean, now. that could have been, you're, you're right, that also could have been a thing. Um, but like, oh, this could have been Ixalan. This could have been a plane chase thing. This could have been any, but like, that's that cool little sub game that you can play where, where, where were they at in the mind, in the headspace of we're designing this card when they decided, okay, this is either too strong or just doesn't fit or it's something else. And honestly, they could be, some of them could be future esque. Oh, that's actually a really good point that I did not think of. Holy shit. Whoa, you just kind of blew the top off my fucking head right now. Whoa, you are so right. These could be like future sets that we are not thinking about that these cards could exist, could have existed in, but they were just like, nope, we're cutting the fucking head off this Hydra right now. We cannot deal with this moving forward. Holy shit. They could just see people's reactions, shit like that. Wow. Yeah, I am thinking in the past. You were thinking in the future with this. I love that. Good fucking brain on you, bud. Nice one. Yeah, I do that from time to time. I kind of love that. Holy shit. So what do you think? I mean, overall, what do you think of these cards? Very neat. I don't think ridiculous, like to the point of mind breaking. Okay, maybe you're thinking of in the context of singular cards. What do you think of the idea of these cards existing? Oh, pretty cool. I like how they're sending out something. And they really have no value to pay, which is pretty much magic in general. Yeah, I have. People aren't going to be like chasing these cards. No, so I have a strong be, need for these. I want these cards so goddamn bad. Well, yeah, for certain things, they'll be very important. Like cubes, commander, shit like that. But yeah, for sure. Standard, modern, pioneer. These cards aren't legal, so it's kind of like the uncards. Uh, what's the other one? The unsets, like the collectors. Yeah, I, I mean that that is actually a really good comparison. I think um, they are they're very reminiscent of those like really limited exclusive sets that really only have their one niche thing. But with these, the difference is to me, these are like a part of Magic's history where those just seem like cards. These seem like a little bit something more. I don't know if it's just like intrinsic or if it's actual like value. These seem like really cool things. And I I spoke with you earlier about this. And this is something that I'm actually going to be 
considering pursuing. I have already expressed the interest in uh, creating an uncube of cards from these like unsets. So, so silver border sets where it's kind of all wacky and goofy and shit like that, um, which is, I had an experience with that this weekend that kind of solidified the fact that I wanted to do this. Uh, but these cards kind of slot so cool into that where they're not cards that are legal in any other place besides where I'm cultivating. And that is such a cool thought and design that I'm just, I'm so so fucking excited about yeah yeah you were telling me about that before it's definitely uh pretty neat so i'm not i'm like not maybe excited about specific cards here and there sure there's some that are just absolutely busted and there's some that are like mediocre uh but the concept is more excited than the actual cards in practice where i love that these cards exist i love that this is something they're doing this is easily the craziest thing that has ever seen print in booster packs without question especially with cards that are in packs that are things that people could actually want to open like there were people who were doing this that it casually in their packs were opening like mana crypts which is like what like a 150 dollar card at this point for like the cheapest version yeah yeah for the for the modern masters or the eternal masters which fits into this uh the time frame for the rares yeah, that's true. You could get some like high-end chase cards, I guess. Yeah, like you can get a Jace the Mind Sculptor because it exists in this format. So you could open value, but I am more interested in these playtest cards than literally anything else I could possibly open. So currently, these are just available at conventions. But um, from my understanding, from what uh, like uh, Gavin uh, Verhey was saying on Twitter and stuff, we will eventually get these in local game stores uh, next year, March of next year. Yeah, that's what you're saying, that they're going to do, like, these actual packs drafted. I cannot fucking wait. I will I will do this, as long as it's, like, a reasonable price, I will burn so much money on this, just for the experience alone. Because that's going to be amazing to me. That would be a bananas draft. It would basically... Well, I mean, also, just think of the people who are just, like, if you can buy these as single packs, uh, just, just buying packs of this and just throwing it in, like, a chaos draft. Like, you could buy a box of this, and then do a chaos draft by itself. But even just having like a box of this just sitting around and then just like someday just like breaking it out, that's going to be such a legendary thing that you can do. It's like, oh my God, it's going to be essentially, it's like breaking a piece of magic history off and just whenever you want. Yeah, and just fucking playing play that. And it has more depth than just like me buying a pack of, or a box of like, Kaladesh or Shadows over Innistrad or Theros or something and a couple years down the road being like oh you guys want to draft Theros everybody would be like oh I mean I barely remember that set or some people would be like I didn't even play when that set was so like we'll see what it's all about this is something entirely different where it's it's a roll of the dice there's the amount of random that comes with this concept that kind of elevates it above that of just opening a random box of Kaladesh or a random box of anything else, which is cool. I think it would be a lot more fun than just opening some random box. You're oh, getting... without a doubt, because I even before a draft of we keep on using the the Kaladesh reference, but it could be anything. Um, before you open that box, you could legitimately go on a computer and look up the card list and see, oh, this card's in it, this card's in it, this card's in it. We're looking for this to draft for at least value, and we're looking for this to draft because of power. But with these mystery boxes, it's an actual mystery. 
It could yeah, be Yeah, you don't anything. fucking know what you're... There is something in, uh, again, Gavin Verhey tweeted out, there is something between 1,000 and 2,000 cards, different cards in this set. That is an insane number. That's like four different, five different sets combined. Yeah, that's a shit ton. Yeah, he that's has, between like, like said, four and no six different elite sets. It's not like, oh, we're doing this and is one thing or like just the numbers and shit like that. Yeah. Like, you pretty much know what you're going to get like X Mythics per box, X Mythics per case or any of that sort of shit. It's just going to be. It's all a roll of dice. You know, fucking who knows? Yeah. And we don't have any more information on the set. Apparently more information should be coming out on Monday. We're going to get the full breakdown of what's going on. Um, which I'm sure we're going to talk about next week. But for now, this is the coolest thing that's happened in Magic like all year. In a year that we've had so much wild shit, this, in my mind, is the ugh, is the coolest thing we've ever had. Yeah. I love it. Definitely definitely different. Something else to kind of look forward to. Hell yeah. And I'm always looking forward to new Magic cards. I know we, we dealt with the spoiler season uh, fatigue for a long time. But the fact that, again, how they released this set, there was no spoiler season. It was just kind of like, oh, here's this new thing. And I honestly really prefer it over the uh, drawn out spoiler season that we've had for the thousand sets that we've had in the past three months. Just like, I don't know. It felt good. This was really cool. Yeah, where everything is out. Yeah. It was like the Way slow trickle. before the set actually comes out. Yeah, it was everybody like curveballed us for the entire sets leading up to this point. This was just a fast pitch right down the middle and we just got to take a swing at it and it just turns out that our swing connected and i think we got a home run on our hands which i love all right well i mean let's move on to something uh, from this real incredible high that we're living right now let's move on to something that kind of brings me a little bit more down knocks you down a fucking peg or two oh my god and talk about down it's like it's not even down it's in like oh i'm just kind of slumped a little bit it is a straight up they lined up and like nfl punter style kicked me square in the goods not great yeah it doesn't really affect me all that much oh it hurts me bad bud it feels so bad so for those who don't the star city games players tour will no longer supporting Legacy. Oh, say no, it ain't so. Yeah, there will be no SC Legacy events. Say it ain't so. SCG, why did you betray me like this? Top 10 anime betrayals, me and SCG. God damn it, you motherfucker. Well, I think the big room is Pioneer. Pioneer. It's 100% they literally just, they don't have enough. They can't spread themselves too thin with four different formats. I mean... Because they don't do limited stuff. No, they don't. They only do constructed. So you yes. got standard, modern, legacy. During the players' championship or whatever, they did vintage and legacy. But now with Pioneer in the mix. You mean modern legacy. Modern legacy. Sorry. Yeah. You're good. Um, but now they're going to Pioneer, modern, legacy. There's just not enough weekends where they actually do stuff to be able to have. Sure. But and the I fact think that, that they... was just the easiest one on the chopping block. I mean, sure, they they, bring, they take out the oldest one and bring in the newest one. I get it. Yeah. And the weird thing is they always got a lot of turnout with the Legacy. Yeah. the I mean, Legacy events, as far as the as far as the SEG tour is concerned, Legacy events have always been really, really well attended. Because if there's anything about the Legacy crowd that I know, 
those motherfuckers travel. Yeah, because there's not a lot of the SCG tour was where they got most of. Yeah, that's one of the final frontiers of Legacy, which at this point, Legacy is just like non-existent as far as the competitive scene is concerned. Like Legacy GPs are just not there. Now SCG Legacy events are not there. I mean, I feel bad for West Coast people because I mean they never had SCG events to begin with. I mean, they did at one point, but yeah, they're never coming back because we're they're just on the East Coast. Like they're stationed out of the East Coast. It's just more cost effective for them to do everything on the East Coast. Uh, so I'm sorry for everybody on the West Coast that hoped for this. But yeah, I mean, as a legacy player at heart or as a person who really loves legacy and beyond that, a person who really is not having any fun in modern and has not been having fun in modern for a long time and a person who doesn't really enjoy standard and a person who is like kind of just waiting for Pioneer to really get me going. SCG took the fucking wind out of my sails really quick with this announcement. How did I know you were going to wind out of your I had a feeling. I, I mean, that's just perfect. That's like the exact analogy, right? Yeah, and it is funny because I told you that I was going to get into Legacy more. We so. were just talking about it like this past, like earlier this week that we were just talking about you wanting to get into like Delver. Yeah, fucking Delver squeakers and just smash face with, with some flyers. With some three twos. But yeah, I mean, man, and even this, like, I mean, we ju- like you just said, you were considering getting into Legacy and you have the means to do so. Um, even for the people that don't have the means to do so. Yeah, even for the, but for the people who don't have the means to do so or who are working towards the mean to do so, they just completely lost their their reason for it. Unless they have a healthy Legacy, legacy scene in their local area. There's no reason to get in Legacy at this point. Not in paper, at least. Well, I mean, not in paper, but also, like, why would you... If you're a person who's just, like, a grinder, like, you're selling all your Legacy cards at this point. Yeah, I think um, someone was tweeting about that, how a lot enter is he now, because a lot of Legacy players are going to dump their Legacy. No. And I'm sure some people will, but for anyone who knows Legacy, they're stubborn as fuck. Oh, we are a hard-headed group. And we support our fucking format. Yeah, legacy players are exactly that. Legacy players. They're not magic players in the in the traditional sense. They are people that love their format, that support their format. And now that we don't get that, it's not like we're dropping off the face of the, the planet. Like I'm not gonna stop giving a fuck about legacy. I just have taken a huge blow to the fact that I'm not going to get that support at the high level of SEG. Um I saw Oh, I'm traveling for that event. Saying that he's going, or he was contemplating doing legacy events, like sixty dollars a head, 175 cap. I'm going to register for that event, and I'm going to travel for it because that's going to be like my only time to play legacy. Yeah, and I mean, and that's going to be the big community event at that point. Which anything that Missouri MTG Jeremy runs is a fucking awesome tournament, just in general, because he's a great TO. But now with this additional addition to the legacy scene of, or not even addition, subtraction from the legacy scene that SEG just gave us, that's even more of a reason to go to these events. Like these little yeah. local homegrown events are just going to, that's going to become the heart and soul of it. And it's going to, it's going to go towards the, the way of vintage events and the way of old school events where, 
people are just doing their own thing and you're just going to have to follow that a little bit closer, which is, I mean, it, it sucks. It, there's no two ways around it. It's just, it's not great. Yeah, I think I get why they did it, why they chose that format. Um, that is quote unquote popular format that did not ever have approach shit like that. Yeah, sure. So it makes sense. I get it. It's yeah, like I, a- I can look at it from the standpoint of they're a business and they're running their business in the way that magic is going. Pioneer is going to be something that is going to be supported that they need to move towards and actively pursue. I get that point. And they're making the correct business decision going that direction. But yeah, there's there's half always... yeah, there's half Tyler as a as a understanding business aspect of it, and there's half Tyler as like a legacy player aspect of it. And the legacy Tyler is so bummed and so pissed and like wants to denounce SEG. Uh, and then the business aspect of Tyler's just like, okay, I get it. And I I understand where they're coming from and I respect the direction that they're moving, but god damn does that feel bad. Yeah, like I'm in the same boat. I I understand why, but at the same time I Yeah, that's that's true. Like just less ways to play magic is never good, but they're going to get more people showing up for these things. Yeah, like I'm sure someone will come out like a specifically legacy tour or legacy tournaments once a month or something. All right, so this is us announcing times for the uh, that's what I'm just saying. We're gonna do the fetch and shock legacy tour. And once a month, we are going to hold a legacy tournament in some random place at some random bar somewhere. And anybody who wants to play legacy gets to show up, sling their spells, and have a good old time. And we're going to make a trophy. It's going to be a rotating trophy, kind of like our annual thing, where the winner shows up and they have to give away their trophy to the next winner. That'd be hard with... Nope. We'll make sure the random show up. We'll pay... We'll The winner gets the trophy and something, and then also airfare to the next location. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah, the airfare is good, but like people have jobs. No, fuck the fucking nerds who have jobs. That's They have to call off work. They have to do it. No options. Or they have to mail us the trophy. One of the two. <laughs> Just, uh, you can't see them shaking. <laughs> uh, nope, that's what we're doing. Welcome to the world of Patch and Shock Legacy Players, where we are now... The commissioners of your format. It's my second least favorite. No, it's not my second least favorite. They're like, Legacy is fun. It's just, I don't even want to stagnant. Just there's so many cards. Oh, that is not true. That is the farthest thing from stagnant. That's what I said. It's right now it's getting. Sure, but I mean, if Wizards pays attention, they can circumvent that. Okay, let oh, me paint you. Let me paint you a mental picture. One of those. I could see Legacy becoming where Wizards has no control over, and it's kind of like on player suggestion for a long. Okay, here's let me again. Let me paint you a mental picture. You learn the ins and outs of Legacy to the point where I'm at. We hold the Fetch and Shock Legacy tour every month, and then you and I are the the SCG style commentators for that and neither of us play in the event we do cover it like i am the pat sullivan you are the cedric phillips of the fetch and shock legacy tour i'd rather play no i think we would be good call i think we'd be good color commentators for that it would have to be fucking rated r i mean that's fine that's the legacy crowd anyway what what toddlers are fucking watching (laughs) legacy coverage anyway 
Like we oh, are going to kid in Boston something. Oh, the fucking the sixteen year old or whatever he is. Yeah, he was like fourteen fucking crushing tournament. Well, we'll have to get his parents to sign a waiver or something. <laughs> no, yeah. I would do that. I'm pretty sure I could. No, we definitely. I mean, we did that whole entire episode except for when we got like sloshed at the, or when I got sloshed at the end. You yeah, were pretty I guess solid. Also, be like stone cold. Well, I mean. For the most part, Stone Cold's over. In between rounds when we were running ads, because we're bringing so much money in that people are going to pay us to run ads, we'll just rip shots in between that. But <laughs> besides that, we're, we're totally kosher. Okay, so... The money-making team. There we go. We did this it. This is the official announcement of the Fetch and Shock Legacy Tour. Or let's let's call it the Fetch and Shock Eternal Tour. The Eternal Tour. Ooh. You yeah, are you picking up what I'm putting vintage, down? Uh, yeah. No, you don't get it. to play in vintage. You have to. You have to do the commentary. Well, I'm not doing this. You have to. Like, I, I will give you. Know. I will give you one stop out of the year where you can play. How about and all we'll the vintage audible ones? In, we'll audible into somebody. Else. How about fifty percent of the vintage ones you can play in? Fifty percent you have to do commentary, and then fifty percent of the legacy ones I can play in, and then fifty percent I have to commentary. How's that feel? You can only play in 30% of the... Well, then you can only play in 30% of the vintage ones. Nope, it's the deal. It's called bargaining. No, 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 no. Well, okay, hold on. Are there going to be more legacy ones than vintage ones? For sure there will. Okay, then, uh, okay, I'm cool with that. Because then, mathematically, we'll probably be doing the same amount of coverage slash playing. Do we want to talk about magic instead of tournament organizing? No, we're going to do tournament organizing. This is literally the Fetch and Shock tournament organizing podcast at this point. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> Oh, boy. Yeah, we're going to have to quit doing the podcast because we're going to be so swamped in uh, TOing that it, we're just not going to have room to podcast. If if you want to hear our content, it's going to be us uh, doing commentary over top of Games of Legacy. And Vin- I am totally on board with that, actually. That sounds so sick. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah, it's going to be the BSL or the uh, Legacy one, uh, but just in person. The LS. The LS. Yes. Oh my goodness. Did we just come up with the greatest fucking business plan ever? It's not even a business. It's more just to give people. And vintage. This is, listen, we're doing the Eternal community a favor. It's the Fetch and Shock Eternal Tour. I can dig it. Yeah, FNSET. Too many fucking acronyms already. We'll let you go. Just do the ET. I think we'd get sued by, who was it? The, wait, you mean the alien ET? Yeah. That'll be our that'll be our thing. It's just E.T. with his fucking like light up finger touching a black lotus. It'll be the Spanish E. <laughs> so Y with a tilde. Yes. Okay. Cool. I'm cool with I'm cool with Y tilde T. E.T. And we're only gonna do it in South America. <laughs> <laughs> now you're just counting bananas. <laughs> Listen, you put me off on that tangent. <laughs> yeah. I... No, we're doing okay. So coming. 2021 there the fetch and shock if if things don't correct themselves we are going to force ourselves into the scenario where we do the fetch and shock eternal tour and it is going to be the fns y with a tilde t (laughs) oh i love it 2021 2021 keep mark your calendars boys and girls we are going to be doing that um, January 17th is going to be our first our first tour date. Probably, yeah, it's probably like a Wednesday or something. Probably a Wednesday. Most likely. That's fine. The Vintage and Legacy people are going to travel for a Wednesday. They'll take, they'll take time off work. You know what? I'm actually excited about this. We're doing this. This is how the podcast. I'm going to take 
a small loan out just to rent a convention center. We're going to do this. We're going to make our money back and then just circulate it back in. And we're not even going to make any money, but we'll at least make enough money to sustain. And sustaining, keeping on that fucking base level, that's all we're about. You think, some quick math, 60 bucks a head time, a cap of one. For players? Yeah. Oh, no. Our cap's going to be like 600. People are going to show up for this. I'll do 150. Okay. <laughs> that's 9,000. I don't know how much. Uh... What about like our giveaway is going to be like a play mat or something, but it's going to be a white play mat with like a picture of like a hand drawn <laughs> butterfly. Oh my God. It's going to be a hand drawn butterfly on each play mat. Oh, it's going to be a monarch token butterfly. That you have to fucking draw. I'll do everyone. it. Fuck it. I'm in. I'm li- I'm committed to the bit. We're doing this 100%. Start planning. I already have. For oh, 2021, I, I will rent out. Our first one's going to be in Pittsburgh. It's going to be very similar to Eternal Weekend, except for it's going to be better than Eternal Weekend because we're going to get it done. Sounds good. All right, dude. Well, <laughs> now that we've planned our uh, our takeover of the Eternal formats, <laughs> do you think uh, we could probably move into our game for the evening? I suppose so. I'm asking you, right? Uh, I think that is correct. So, uh, for those of you who are unfamiliar with the Fetch and Shock podcast, we do a game every week. And that game is referred to as Accumulated Knowledge. So the way that this game works is we go to the Scryfall website and we click the random card button. When a random card pops up, uh, one of us asks the other what the random card is. If they get it right, they get a point. And if they don't, they lose miserably and uh, have to go home in shame. Matt has to get four out of five cards correct in order to win, and he gets three hints. And I will be the one asking Matt this week. Matt, are you ready? I am ready. This one is actually a real good one. This might be our one of the few planeswalkers that we've had, actually. You to give me a hint, dog? I mean, that is a free hint. You know what? That's just because I like you. It is Nissa Genesis Mage. What the fuck? Yeah, Nissa Genesis Mage. I think the only other planeswalker we had was when you got me with uh, Jace the Mind Sculptor. So Nissa's are fucking green. Let's start there. Oh, wow. Really using your powers of deduction with that one. But... I think it's for sure green. Yeah, I will. You know what? That's another free hint. I will tell you that it is green. Another I hint. I don't know this one. Yeah, Chris Rawless is the art, if that helps you at all. That doesn't help me at all. Yeah, I didn't think it would. I don't know. It's not one of the lower green green. Three green green. Is that your final answer? Yeah. A very respectable answer. Unfortunately, it is incorrect. It is five green green. Oh, Jesus. This is a real shitty one then. I am pretty sure that this is yes. I think that this is a... No, I don't know if this was in the set or if this was in the uh, the Planeswalker deck. But Nissa Genesis Mage is five green green for a Nissa Planeswalker. She has a starting loyalty of five. For plus two, you can untap two target creatures and up to two target lands. For minus three, target creature gets a plus five plus five until the end of turn. Um, and then for minus 10, you can look at the top 10 cards of your library. You may put any number of creature or land cards from among them onto the battlefield. 
the rest of them go in the bottom of your library in a random order. Yeah, I would have never got this one. Yeah, that one's a very difficult one. This next one is actually one of the cards that I have actually played in a constructed deck. So that gives you a very strong chance of getting it. Free hint. It is Bygone Bishop. Oh, I know. Uh, This is two and a white. It is two and a white. I only know this because we were talking about Builder Pioneer. This is a card that I have definitely played in in Spirits and Pioneer. I love Bygone Bishop. It uh, investigates. It does have the ability to create some clue tokens. So Bygone Bishop is a, like Matt said, uh, two and a white creature for two or for a two three. It is a spirit cleric. It has flying as most spirits do. And it says whenever you cast a creature spell with converted mana cost three or less, you investigate. So that means you put a clue artifact token on the battlefield with two mana, sacrifice it, uh, and disc or a you draw a card. Yeah, I forgot that it was a creature spell, but I knew it was a flying spirit. Oh my god, I am a big softie for Bygone Bishop. I love this card. Let's move on to the next one, shall we? How about Champion of Ronus? I think you're going to get this one immediately. It's the green one, I'm pretty sure. Ronus is... Ronus is the green god. I'm giving you uh, free hints out the ass today. No, this is an Omen Cat. Zerks, and it's like the Piper. I want to say three in a green or four in a green. I want to say I'm going to go with... Is that your final answer? Yeah, uh, fuck. Yeah, three in a green. Three and one green mana yes. is correct. Yeah, it it, uh, it Elvish Pipers. It exerts. Yes, so Champion Ronus is a creature. Jackal Warrior for a 3-3. Three, three, four, like Matt said, three in a green. And... Uh, you can exert it when it attacks, which means it stays tapped for one turn. Um, and then if you do exert it, you may put a creature from your hand onto the battlefield. Yeah, this thing was really good. In limp- yeah, holy shit. Was- yep, that was a good one. Oh, here's another one. This is a good one, too. Uh, Deadlock Trap. Deadlock, just an artifact. Will this be a trap? It remains to be seen. I know this is an artifact. Uh, I'm going to use one of my, my clues. Give me the uh, text on Ooh, you would like the text, would you? All right. Uh, this might help a bit. So Deadlock Trap enters the battlefield. Tap. Also, when Deadlock Trap enters the battlefield, you get two energy counters. Stop. Three colorless. That is correct. This uh, <laughs> does the... Does a uh, the fuck is that artifact? It taps shit down for yes, it does. So, for you can tap it and pay an energy, and you can tap this is actually pretty interesting. You can tap target creature or planeswalker, its activated abilities cannot be activated this turn. I forgot about the planeswalker part, huh? Yeah, Did because I... it because when you tap it, you can't use the activated abilities with this guy. So, yeah, this is a pretty cool card. I see manipulator. There it is. I couldn't think. Yeah, it's like a pseudo icy manipulator. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, are you ready for your last one? I got two hints. If I miss it, this is for all the marbles, bud. Are you ready? Uh, yeah. It is mesmeric trance. Mesmeric trance. Yes. This is a weird one. Mesmeric. Tr- it's either blue or black. I'm guessing fucking blue. Yes. I mean, it was probably with the term mesmeric in it. It is either I would say blue, black. Or white. It's not. I don't think I've ever seen a white card. Quit trying to throw me out. I mean, there are definitely white cards with mesmeric in it. Whether this one is one of them, that remains to be seen. But... The text. Okay. So, this card has 
cumulative upkeep one. Yes. And it also has for a blue mana, you can discard a card and then draw a card. Blue. The Fuck, ability is blue. Know. Yep. The ability is definitely blue. It's one blue mana, discard a card, draw a card. It's looting. Give me the set. Is that your second hint? That's my, my third hint. Or your third hint. Your second hint for this card, third hint for total. This is yeah. from the set that is notorious for being absolutely stupid. Ice Age. A little bit of piece of magic trivia, too, for you. Um, <laughs> magic overused can freeze the mind. Creativity is more important than power. Do you know who said that? I have no idea. That's Zur the Enchanter. You ever heard of Zur? He has something I, to do with something. I have heard. Zur is pretty good. Fuck, man. In I'm a gonna format. Guess, I'm going to guess two in a blue. Is that your final answer? Yeah. Incredible that you got that close and didn't actually get Oh, it. you fucking scumbag. <laughs> it is actually one blue blue. Yeah, I don't think I've ever carded. I, you know what? Reading the flavor text, it, I thought it was like a pseudo hint because it was from Zer and he deals with enchantments. But I, I also... Think it was an enchantment. Yeah, just because of the text, you figured it was an enchantment. That makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, it is one blue blue. Well, shit, I used all my hints. I still fuck. Yeah, you are a real pile of garbage. If we're going to be 100% honest, that was not not your best showing. But you know what? Definitely not my best. I've gone five. I'm, I'm actually proud of I'm proud of what you uh, you accomplished. Well, I, wow. Wow, dude. Wow. Pretty brutal. I'm not a big fan of that. That that aggression that you're throwing towards me just because you didn't know what mesmeric trances mana cost. <laughs> <laughs> but due to that victory, I get the shout out. That you yes, I do indeed. So I think for this shout out, um, I'm actually going to use uh, one of the individuals that are on our team for the second round of the content creators community cup so we have actually started our second round um which is i will i will go into detail about after the shout out i will go in detail about what our uh deck building constraints are but our shout out is actually mtg and me which Tell is smidgen about them so it is a youtube channel um and they're just based around uh random buys of magic the gathering cards uh pack cracking product openings, all of the things of that sort, uh, maybe some arena content, some things like that. Uh, just general magic content. Uh, they produce it, and it's great stuff. Uh, and they are part of our team, actually, for the second round. So shout out to MTG and me. Their Twitter is at MTG and me, if you could believe that. And on YouTube, they are also MTG and me. So pretty simple to figure out. You can uh, go ahead and check them out. It's definitely worth it. Uh, I definitely nice enough human being. Uh, can't really uh, tell you anything negative about them because there is nothing negative. It's just all plus side at this point. It's never a bad thing. No, there's, there's literally nothing bad. Nothing, 0% bad, which I, I am totally digging because there's plenty of things bad that you could say about us. Uh, so when you find somebody that you can't say anything bad about, I'm just like, I'm... I'm totally stricken by it. I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, but yeah, there's you can say that about. 
No. Yeah, there's always something bad to say, especially us. <laughs> but yeah, so they, yeah, like I said, they are a member of Team 2 for the Content Creator Community Cup. This time around, it is a lot different than the next round or than the previous round. Um, our previous round, and for those of you who don't know, the Content Creator Community Cup is something run by uh, creators. It's just for Magic content creators uh, to kind of pit up against each other. They battle on Magic Arena and to see who is the ultimate champ. Our team actually last round was the victors. So we are on the top of the pedestal at this point. So we need to retain our our status as number one. Because if we don't take this down, uh, I have no hope, no faith for us at this point. <laughs> Way to be positive, bud. Yeah, I mean, all of our, all of, all of my confidence is based on us winning these games of Magic on Arena. That's it. <laughs> but this round is actually uh, the previous round was uh, peasants, so it was only commons and uncommons, sixty card deck, and we ended up playing Pertis- persistent practitioner mill, and we went to a record of eight and four, which is uh, pretty solid as far as I'm concerned. This time around, it is a hundred card deck. And we have to focus it around two tribes. So the tribes that our team selected were elementals and scouts. What you think? Oh, what's a scout? You know what's a scout, Matt? Golos. Golos, indeed. That motherfucker, for some reason, has the creature type scout. So I, we're essentially playing a elementals deck that is playing. It's a brawl legality or uh, historic legality. So it's basically anything that is legal on arena. So we're playing all of the elementals that matter, which there are actually surprisingly quite a few. Uh, Like Risen Reef is something that is really, really powerful. Uh, We have Moldrotha, who is incredibly powerful. We have Yorok, which is very powerful. And then Golos with a Field of the Dead combo. Um, The card from... Uh, return to return to Ravnica that looks for a gate because our mana base is pr- predominantly gates. Um, it's just basically a four color nonsense deck Which is based around. I'm all about. Yeah, I mean, that is kind of our brand is we're either going to we're going to play something off the beaten path that is just stupid and bad, just trying to get us there on just grit alone. But I mean, there are some sweet cards in our deck like we are playing four gross spirals. We are playing for like Leafkin Druids, which is the mana dude. Uh, like I said, for Risen Wreaths. We are playing the Omnath, the Locust of Royals, uh, which is an absolute house. We're playing a bunch of Planeswalkers, like almost every Chandra that's legal in this format. Nissa, who shakes the world. Um, I said Moldrotha already. We are playing one Oko because how could we not play the bane of every constructed format ever? And the whole point is just getting a bunch of elementals out. Uh, triggering uh, Risen Reef a bunch and making a bunch of land drops to trigger Omnath. And then uh, we are playing Path of Discovery, which lets you explore every time a creature comes in. So we're making Wild Growth Walkers that are huge and making a bunch of zombies with uh, Golos because he's fetching Field of Ruins. And it's just a deck with a lot of shit going on. And we're just going to try to overwhelm our opponents with a bunch of triggers and abilities and things that they just cannot overcome. And that's that's yeah. our plan. 
Seems like a good game plan. Yeah, I'm totally down with this. The, I've been actually playtesting the deck a decent amount on Magic Arena in the past couple of days because I have not been at work because I'm currently unemployed. <laughs> but it's been a blast. It's been a lot of fucking fun. Seems yeah, like so tons of fun. Um, when I I am currently in the middle of a move right now, which I'm actually doing tomorrow, so I need to get this edited before I pack up my computer and leave. Uh, but. In the coming few days, I should have enough free time that I will get the first round's video completed. Um, I've already started it, but uh, because there are some different parts that I need to record in different places, I want the cog or the consistency of recording them all in one single place. So I'm waiting to record the actual face footage when I'm home. So that's going to get finished within the next coming, uh, probably before the next episode comes out, honestly. Little pitter patter. Listen, life has come at me fast. I need at least a little bit of patience from you and also the people who are listening, who want, who have literally been hearing me talking about this for uh, weeks at this point. But it's gonna happen. It's just there has been some some occurrences in my life that have uh, taken precedence over editing and recording video content. Yeah, that makes. Sense. But it will it will be coming. I am. I'm not gonna say I'm the most poignant person on the planet, but I am a man of my word. So it's gonna get done. All right, homeboy. Well, uh, I think we, uh, I think we said all there is to say about Magic: The Gathering this week. Yeah, I would like to. I mean, and we are, as far as I'm concerned, the foremost authority on Magic: The Gathering and the things that are need to be said about it. That's a bold claim. I mean, who could possibly be above us? Good amount of people. Nope, zero, zero percent. Zero actual zero amount of people. We're number one, and that's how it is. And if anybody has any words to say about it, they can speak to our people, and they can maybe get in contact with us, and maybe we'll have them on the podcast for a little debate. Our we have people. Sure. Listen, we're a podcast that has had three guests up to the time. <laughs> <laughs> we're big time. I don't know if that classifies. I mean, I'm sure most of the people who we listen to know knew of maybe one of them before they listen to us so that's a that's a pretty good ratio i'll take one out of three that's what that, that's passing 33 percent bruh something like that <laughs> but yeah, all right dude, dude. It's been been fun listen when by the next time we talk we're gonna know more about these mystery boosters we're gonna know more about our lives in general we're gonna be so much more well equipped to speak on things next week sounds good dude so let's get after it all right, dude. Oh my, you want to you tell people where to find us? Oh my God! See, that's not going to do. You are so good at reminding me of that, and I'm so bad at remembering. So, yeah. for anybody out there who wants to get in touch with us on Twitter, we are at Fetch and Shock. If you want to get in touch with me, Tyler, I am at Basic Land Ben. And if you want to get in touch with Matt, he is at It's Bop. And also, as a reminder, if you want to buy any kind of Magic product singles or sealed product, go to flipsidegaming.com. And if you use code fetch at checkout, you will get 10% off of your order. So go get after it, ladies and gentlemen. Matt, I will talk to you next week, my dude. Sounds good to me, man. All right, brother. We will see you next week, nerds. Peace. Peace out.